Hello, and welcome to Meet Her, the newest addition to Virtual Inforum. My name is Terry Barclay, and I'm president and CEO of Inforum, a nonprofit whose work includes highlighting and supporting diversity in business leadership. The Meet Her podcast series introduces listeners to women of accomplishment whose experiences and insights feed us all on our leadership journeys. And I am beyond thrilled that joining me today is Kirsten Robinson, Chief Human Resources Officer at Ford Motor Company and Vice Chair of the Inforum Board of Directors. With more than two decades at one of the world's largest companies and leadership experience across the globe, Kirsten is truly a remarkable resource for Inforum. We're so fortunate to have her in a key leadership role with our organization, and I know Ford feels the same way. Thank you, Kirsten, for sharing some of that expertise with us today. Oh, my pleasure, Terry, and thank you so much for having me. So. Um, Let's jump right in, if that's okay, with our first question. What is one characteristic that you believe every leader should possess? That's, a, that's such a great question. Um, and from my perspective, I think one of the most foundational characteristics is self-insight. Because um, whether you're a leader uh, or the, irregardless of the role that you have, really knowing yourself and being self-aware and understanding what your strengths are, what your blind spots are, the impact that you have on others, uh, how you show up, I think is so important. And it can be both humbling, but also empowering at the same time. Uh, because humbling in terms of uh, there's always opportunity to grow. There's always opportunity to have an even greater impact. There's always an opportunity to learn more but empowering because you really understand and can recognize and hopefully celebrate um, when you have those moments where you feel like you're really growing or having the impact or making the connections with others that you hope and aspire to do. I, I just love that you chose this um, because the Daniel Goleman emotional intelligence model is at the core of a lot of the leadership development work that Inforum does. And the core competency there is, is self-awareness. And I, I kind of think of things in terms of movie analogies, but if you, if you, you know, that it's always struck me that the, one of the powerful things about it is that if you, aren't self-aware, you can sort of be stuck in Groundhog Day, where you're, <laughs> destined, right. you're destined to just repeat and not understand why you're repeating, <laughs> you know? Um, That's exactly right. You can't, unless you're self-aware, it's really hard to learn. It really is. Um, and that's where that humility comes in. Yeah. Wow. And not, not many leaders talk about that. You know, they, they um, so thank you so much for bringing that up. And I think it speaks volumes about uh, your work and the, the work at Ford and the leadership teams that, that you build every day. It's really quite remarkable. So um, speaking of leadership teams, you have had to do a huge amount of hiring over the course of your career. And you, you also coach and support others throughout the company. 
What advice would you give someone going into a leadership position for the first time? For me, it comprises of three elements, and some of it might actually be counterintuitive. The first is to be patient. I think, you know, too often you, you get a new position and you, and you want to have that impact. You want to demonstrate and prove yourself. Um, and there'll be time for that. Um, so take a breath. Um, take the opportunity to have that fresh eyes view, uh, to learn, um, to observe. Really importantly, to listen to really listen to what's going on around you with both your ears and your eyes. And you know, the, the, the 90 day or the first 100 days, there's a reason why that time period exists because it's in those first three months that you can really learn and understand uh, in a very different way how you can have an impact, what your role is, what the team, uh, the makeup and composition of your team is and what help they need from you as their new leader to best serve and support them. If you go in day one with a whole lot of ideas and ambitious aspirations about what you're going to do, um, it, it, can, it, can fall, it can fall on deaf ears if you don't take the time to be patient, to do that scanning and to really understand what your team, both individually and collectively, as well as what the business needs the most. So patience, listening, and observing. Wonderful. I, I was talking with someone the other day who was really saying, especially when you're tackling a problem, you're trying to solve a problem, that lots of most of the time, the answer is already right there with the people who are working closest to it. And um, the challenge for organizations is to listen and really harness that knowledge to create the solutions. So that's, I, I love that you're, that you're bringing this up. Knowing how crazy busy you are with your, with a global role, I'm really curious about how you continue to grow and develop as a leader. Uh, every day. <laughs> In fact, every minute of every day at the moment, that's for sure. Um, so I'm an avid learner and learning to me means both formal learning. Uh, so classroom-based learning, webinars, podcasts, reading, but it's also being very reflective uh, and acknowledging that I am learning on the job um, and I'm continuing to learn every day and every week. Uh, and to maximize that, I do think you need to be, and this comes back to the self-insight, reflective and intentionally capturing those lessons learned. So how did I show up? Did I have the impact that I wanted to have or I intended to have? Is there something that I could have done better? And if so, how? And then I try to actually set myself goals or an, an intention at the beginning of each week kind of in Sunday Sunday nights when I'm preparing for the week ahead I really try to think about and be intentional around given this is what's going on in the business this is where my team is at um, what do I really want to accomplish and then at the end of the, the week on that same Sunday how did I do um, so anchoring it in a sense of uh, purpose or intention 
engaging in both formal, but also recognizing the value of informal learning, uh, most of which happens actually on the job and it's through interactions with others, interactions with people like you where just a conversation can drive insight and awareness and also inspire you in different ways um, to help you think about a problem that uh, you may be having difficulty unlocking. Wow, that's, um, that's really interesting. You know, as you were talking, I was thinking, I, I know that so many people think so highly of your, your leadership, and I can see why, you know, if the, the thoughtful approach and sort of the humility and your, your in, in there with them, um, but still in a leadership role, it's, a, it's sort of a balancing act between those two things. Is there a key trait or skill that's helped you get where you, where you are? <laughs> yeah, um, I would say it's it's adaptability and a sense of ad- adventure. Um, which might sound, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> which, which may sound a, a little perverse, um, <laughs> but what I mean by that is I really I really try to throw myself into situations that make me uncomfortable. And sometimes I need to give myself a push or ask, <laughs> others, ask others to give me a push. Um, but I know that if I'm uncomfortable, it's going to make me so much better. Uh, I'm going to learn so much more. I may not get it right and I often <laughs> don't, but that's okay. That's okay because the learning um, that I get out of it is so much greater. And to do that, I do think you need to have a sense of adventure. Sometimes you've just got to hold your nose and dive right in um, and, and just embrace um, the ambiguity, the uncertainty that comes with that. And I think if you can do that, particularly in today's world, which is so unpredictable and is so highly ambiguous, it, it allows you not to be fearful of that, um, but to dive right in. You know, I bet you that creates, I can just sense that that creates, um, dare I say, a sense of fun um, and, um, I don't know, energy with, with your team to approach that. It helps you reframe these challenges that that we face that seem so uncontrollable uh, into something worth leaping into. That's really wonderful. I like that. I may steal that, Kirsten. (laughs) (laughs) A sense of adventure. I love it. Absolutely love it. So so, um, goodness gracious, you've uh, been responsible for hiring teams really all over the globe in very different cultures. When, when you're faced with two equally qualified candidates, how do you determine whom to hire? So a couple of things. Um, one is, I do think the context that they're stepping into is really important and, and very relevant. And that starts with the needs of the team that they'll be leading or will be a part of. And so specifically, if the team is a newly formed team and they need someone with a high degree of experience um, and maturity, uh, then that, that might be a good fit. Or if the context is very different where it's a really seasoned and experienced team and you're looking for someone who's going to come in and disrupt, 
uh, and shake things up, then that's, that, that would also be very relevant. Uh, so the needs of the team and the actual business backdrop, I would say, uh, are really important considerations. And then the other is, as it relates to the candidate, the ultimate tiebreaker for me is their interest, aptitude, uh, and motivation to continue to learn. I think if, if all things being equal, you have a candidate that's more predisposed to continuous learning and curiosity, that trumps everything. It sure does, doesn't it? Especially when, you know, the environment in which all of us are operating is so unpredictable. Um, interesting, interesting approach. So we've got one final question for you. Do you have a favorite quote you that you'd like to share? Uh, I have two. I have two on my wall uh, that I look at several times a day. Um, what the first, the first, no surprise, is a Henry Ford quote. <laughs> um, and that is, and in fact, when I first joined Ford, I joined in Australia uh, and I was at the Geelong stamping plant. Um, and I walked into this plant. It was actually my interview. And I saw um, hanging from the, the rafters a massive great big banner. And it had the words, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. <laughs> uh, Henry Ford. And I just, uh, that, that really inspired me in so many ways. And I think it speaks volumes, not just for Henry Ford, but for the culture at Ford. And I, I've kept that with me um, throughout my career. So that's one. And the second one. Great um, quote, by the way. Great quote. It yeah. is, isn't it? He has yes. so many great quotes. Um, and the second one is Maya Angelou. Uh, and I know this is many people's favorite, but to me, it's, um, it really resonates. Uh, and that is, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And I think that's so true in this world. Having empathy for others is one of the most important things that we can convey. It doesn't cost anything. It just requires us to really put ourselves and walk a mile in others' shoes. Um, and so uh, for me, that's something that, you know, when I do my reflection on a Sunday, I really try to hold the mirror up on uh, in terms of how did I make someone feel? How did I make people feel in general? And whether you're delivering a hard message or a challenging message or a positive message, what was the sentiment that they walked out of the discussion with? Really powerful. Very, very powerful. And I see that thread of empathy through really all of your answers today, starting with the importance of listening. Um, you know, at its core is empathy, uh, yeah. is embedded in that. So, um, oh my goodness, thank you so much, Kirsten, for joining us and sharing such interesting and hard-won insights, you know, sharing your experience. No, my pleasure, Terry, and, and thank you. This is such a great program. I love that you and the Inforum team um, so quickly we're able to put this in action and just share these insights and learnings across the board. 
and uh, I hope to be able to interview you one day. Maybe we can reverse the tape. That would be kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. No, no, Kirsten, that's not how it works. But anyway, <laughs> thank you for that. So, so that wraps up our podcast. Please come back to informmichigan.org for more opportunities to meet her. And while you're there, check out the other virtual Inform components, including a growing library of video tips, virtual leadership development programming, and even a series of virtual events. Thank you.